0: Welcome back, everybody. Last week, we had some technical difficulties with the podcast. I recorded two, and they were really great with Sarah and Lynn. And unfortunately, the recordings messed up. So I won't be able to post them on the podcast, but you'll have to check my blog for the highlights. Um, Both of them shared some really, really great marketing tips and just general wisdom for life. Um, So I'm disappointed you won't be able to tune in, but you can read the blog this week. And today I'm sitting here with my sister Emily, who is a recent graduate as of yesterday from Loyola University, Chicago. Welcome. Hello, I'm excited to be here. (sighs) Thank you for
1: being here. Thank you for having me on this.
0: (laughs) So I think today... A good place to start on the podcast is um, the student speaker, what was her name? Maribel Flores. Yeah. The student speaker at your graduation talked about her journey and her parents' journey from where in Mexico? Guanajuato, Mexico. Guanajuato, Mexico. When she was little, right? Yeah. So she came to this country when she was little. Um, So I think that's an interesting place to start, because you kind of, you don't have that journey from Mexico, but, like, our parents do, so Mm -hmm. do you want to explain, like, what did you, how did it feel hearing her speech, and then how did that compare to your journey and, like, how you feel? Yeah, so she talked
1: about her parents' sacrifices of coming to America as immigrants with nothing, and then she also came to the U.S. um, as an immigrant herself, but I related to that just because you know, dad came here when he was 18 years old mm-hmm. on his own, and he left his family really young, <clears throat> and then same with my mom. She came here when she was around 20, and she left her parents and some of her siblings, and she did have some of her older siblings here, so it was kind of just, like, heartwarming and, like, mm-hmm. inspirational to hear her talk about her family, which is similar to my family, and just seeing how much sacrifices, like, my mom and dad did mm-hmm. in order for me to, like, see you walk across the stage that was very special
0: did you feel um i wasn't sitting next to them i was on the other end so mm-hmm. i'm sure they were both probably emotional just by the speech yeah it was probably like heartwarming for them bringing up their own sacrifices um but like as you were walking across the stage because even for me because i was the first generation both mine too yeah. um just Like, that moment of pride, Mm -hmm. and just, like, so did you feel prideful, or were you just tired? I was also really hungover.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I felt really proud, just because, like, it was four years of hard work, and, like, I didn't even know what I wanted to do when I started college, and I had no idea what college would be like when I started, and there were some moments where I didn't, like, I I took a semester off, literally, to do, because I didn't know what I wanted to do, and instead I interned, so... I thought that was going to put me way behind, but I accomplished it, so I was very proud and just happy, and, like, that I did this for my
0: parents, too, and for all my family. Yeah. I think everybody is super proud that you did it. And honestly, I mean, if you look around the cousins, like, you're just... Well, I was the oldest, Mm -hmm. but... And in dad's family, one of the oldest. But, like, in your... On your mom's side, you guys... You're kind of the oldest, but yeah. everybody's going to follow right behind. So you're setting an example. Yeah.
1: So I, my mom said I'm the oldest who lives here in the U.S. who went to college and graduated wow, college. Wow.
0: Really? Yeah. That's
1: crazy. You know. And yeah, and then I have a lot of younger cousins after me and I hope they continue on.
0: Yeah. I think most of them are on the On the path. Similar path yeah. So Agreed. far. So do you know more about dad's story? Um, I and just... He doesn't talk about it Yeah, a lot. he
1: doesn't talk about it a lot. I just know he left when he was around 18 years old, and he first moved, I want to say... I don't remember. Some state. I feel like he was in Indiana first. Oh. And he lived with me, tío Alejandrino mm-hmm. and mi tía Nelva because they were already married, and he worked a lot. Oh, okay. And then mi tío Orlando was also here, but mm-hmm. he didn't like it, so he moved back. Yeah. But yeah. He just, he will tell that
0: story like every chance he gets. Yeah.
1: So, um <laughs> but other than that, dad doesn't really like to talk about it. But I know he's been like the main supporter for all of his the siblings. Anchor. The anchor, especially for when my grandparents were alive.
0: Mm hmm. But yeah. So. And then your mom came over here with your older aunts and uncles.
1: Yeah, so my most of my uncles were already here. Oh, okay. When my mom moved, but she moved She came here with some friends, and they were living separately. mm And then they finally all, like, saved up enough money that they decided to move here to Aurora and uh, rent a house together. Oh, my gosh. You know, but just some of the stories my mom's told me, like, they literally would have to walk to work, like... Back then, Aurora was pretty underdeveloped, so there was still a lot of cornfields, and, like, walking to work, and, like, in the rain, and one day they decided to get, like, someone asked them, like, so they can give them a ride, and it was nighttime, and they just said yes, and, like, then they realized that was probably a bad mistake, because it was the middle of the night with some stranger. Oh,
0: my gosh. And, hopefully, like,
1: thankfully nothing happened, and he dropped them off safely, but, like, things could have gone badly.
0: Yeah, I mean, and... like that's really not that long ago. To, if you think about yeah. it. Like if she's twenty so like thirty years ago mm-hmm. ish, right? Yeah. So it's not it's not like a, a lifetime ago. I mean thirty years is a long time. Yeah. But I mean it's it's wild to think how far you can come in just a short time. Mhm. So how do you think that that has like that story, that history has like developed you as a person? Obviously you're bilingual. Yeah. I think just it
1: always, like, the back of my mind is how hard I have to work and, like, anything's possible as long as, like, I try and, like, persevere Mm -hmm. and just always wanting to, like, better myself, not just for me, but also just for my parents. Like, Mm -hmm. they work so hard all their life to, like, give us um, just a comfortable life and all the things, like, we could possibly need and even more than that. And so I want to know, like, that paid off for them. I don't want them to have to support me until I'm 50 years old. Oh,
0: geez. (laughs) I know. That'll take time, too, but it'll happen. I feel like all of us, all four of us, have a similar drive to, like, work hard and pursue not the easiest path, like, just to keep working and know that it's going to come to fruition. And one thing we were talking on some of the podcasts last week is, like, the how important it is to have a supportive home life Mm -hmm. and not necessarily like my mom doesn't support everything i do but she supports me yeah and so to have like the space and the love in your home to be Mm -hmm. able to like grow and take risks like when you went to vietnam yeah even yesterday (laughs) dad was like i will never go there
1: (laughs) yeah no dad probably would have had a heart attack if he went to vietnam (laughs)
0: Well, he said that about Ireland, like, when I told him that I'd been accepted to go to Ireland, he was like, why would you ever go to Ireland? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: not a very adventurous person.
0: Which is interesting, because he's the one who pioneered it to begin with. So, do you think, like, there's a comedian on Netflix, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Hassan, something Hassan, he's uh, an Indian guy. Yeah. And did you, have you seen yeah it? I have seen something and it's this. hilarious mm-hmm. and he talks about immigrant sh- immigrant struggles and how he feels like um the reason why his dad never celebrated his birthday was like <laughs> you know I moved you to America oh, that's that's, that's your seen. birthday <laughs> <laughs> that's enough yeah <laughs> and so I feel like sometimes that's for dad is kind of it mm-hmm. like he took the biggest adventure of his life thirty forty years ago and so now he doesn't
1: yeah, like, for dad, like, America is home, like, as yeah. much as he wants to say that he loves Mexico and wants to go back there, yeah. like... He loves the ranch. He loves the ranch, but he can never really fully fit in there back mm-hmm. again, like, it wouldn't be his home again, like, this is what he knows, and this is what he's, like, this, His most of his life has been spent in the U.S., mm-hmm. like, at, he's, this point. at this point, like, he left when he was so young, he left his parents at such a young age, like, he missed out on... Mm-hmm. some of those moments with him. So I feel like this is now his home. So I think that's why. And now that he's here, he's like, why Why would you want to move to any other country? Right. This Like is it. for you to start over again when you already like have a life here. Yeah. Because I think he doesn't want us to like start over. Right. Because he already did that. He already did that for us, I guess. Right.
0: And that's an interesting <clears throat> thing to have because... In order to develop as a person, you have to have your own set of risks and challenges mm-hmm. and adventure. And so I feel like dad, he works so hard to be able to say, like, okay, it's taken care of. Yeah, now you can just live. Yeah, just live. But each person needs their own experiences. Yeah. And so he doesn't necessarily... Well, he just doesn't want to see us struggle. Yeah, I think,
1: yeah, he's scared. He doesn't want to see us struggle, and he's scared of, like, some of the challenges we might face. Yeah. He wants to protect us from that.
0: Even though they're necessary. Yeah. As humans. I mean, you survived Vietnam. I did. (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) How was Vietnam? Um, So, how did you feel when you left for Vietnam? When I
1: left, I was excited, but I didn't really do a lot of research on it, so I was like, I just want to go there and whatever yeah figure it out I got there and I was really excited I thought everything was so cool and like so pretty and I thought the <laughs> people were great and then as I got there and as was weeks went by I was starting to like it was just a lot to deal with like yeah. people very overwhelming people constantly like talking being really loud just staring at you trying yeah. to get your attention and interact with you and you have no idea what's going on or people just like I don't know, I feel like people were pretending to be nice, but they weren't really... Yeah. And I felt like I always had to be, like, have my guard up. Like, something was going to happen.
0: Would they try to speak English with you?
1: Yeah, most people. Some people were nice, like, when I went to the supermarket right by school, and they would, like, if there was... I remember this couple, like, the little girl came up to me, and she's like, hello!
0: Oh, that's cute. <laughs> and then I was
1: like, oh, hello, and then the girl was like, hi, my name is blah, 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 and I was like, oh, hi, nice to meet you, and, like, the parents were so <laughs> proud. <laughs>
0: Because she was speaking English. Yeah, because she
1: was speaking English.
0: I think that's, like, a really nice gesture to do mm-hmm. to somebody who's obviously visiting or yeah. not from here. I think that's nice. So in the beginning, you were excited. And then how did you feel when you left?
1: When I left, I think I was used to it. Like, I accepted the culture as it was. And I was, um, I was more open to it. And I didn't want to, like, judge or, like, be like, this sucks or this is horrible. Because yeah. I actually really enjoyed it. And I think... Most, everyone that I met was genuinely kind and, yeah. like, welcoming, and I never had a necessarily bad experience other than getting my purse stolen, <laughs> um, which is scary, but other than that, I enjoyed it, and I think it was really cool, and, like, their culture is very similar, I want to say, to, like, Mexican yeah, culture.
0: I really think so, too. They're very
1: family-oriented and, like, prideful and, like, families first.
0: And then it revolves around food a lot mm-hmm, of times.
1: food, Yeah. And, like, the way they live, some of, like, they respect their elders a lot. Like, mm-hmm. being respectful to the people and, like, I
0: don't know. I thought it was pretty similar. So would you go back to visit?
1: Uh, to visit? Definitely, yeah. yeah. To live? I don't think so. Just because the language is a big barrier and it's very hard to learn. Yeah. And even some things in the culture, like, they're way more... Reserved. They don't like to share a lot of their feelings. Or like they don't, oh, okay. especially with strangers. So it takes a long time for them to like actually like. You may think you know a person, but they really haven't welcomed you or opened up to you completely.
0: Do you think that? Uh, that seems kind of opposite to me in Mexican culture. Yeah. Unless it's like your aunts and they're gossiping, because <laughs> <laughs> that's always gonna happen. Yeah. Your aunt, like in my all my aunts gossip. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like heavily but it's just yeah but i feel
1: like with their culture like even with their families like i remember like my um host student like she told me that her brother and his girlfriend lived together and the dad (laughs) didn't know and no one else in the family knew oh and so like even that like they don't share like personal personal stories within their family and i thought that was so weird she's like well why don't they know she's like well that's like not allowed or like they wouldn't share like her parents didn't know some of the stuff she did, which I mean that's normal. But like, yeah. they were like big milestones. That, that's so it's... they didn't really get very personal within their family.
0: Yeah, that's definitely the opposite. Because
1: <clears throat> I feel like I share everything with my mom, and yeah. I talk to her all the time. And even dad knows everything. Well, About right, my aunts and uncles.
0: And, like, big milestones. I mean, moving in with your boyfriend Mm -hmm. is a pretty big milestone in your life, and I feel like you'd have to talk about it. Yeah. Even just if you were seeing someone Mm -hmm. and you were, like, out of the house regularly, they would be like, hey, where are you going? Who are you with? Like, yeah. You'd have to tell them. So that's – so how do you – I mean, your mom is a pretty open person. I would say your whole family is. Um, But dad's family is not as Mm -hmm. open. So how do you think having, like, such strong women examples for your whole life has influenced you in your path?
1: I think it's, it makes me very confident and, like, very assertive in who I am and, like, Mm -hmm. that way kind of stubborn sometimes. Like, if I decide on something, then that's what I'm going to stick to, especially if I decide against something. (laughs) (laughs) I stick through it, (laughs) through and through and so that's been a good I think being assertive that's been a good thing that I've learned from my mom and like speaking up and saying what I want to say um and just being like how important women are and how like close-knit having really close-knit female friendships are and like just there for support and then just like having sister with my mom how I see my mom and my aunts how they tell each other everything and then rely, rely on each other for support that's what I want like with you and Melissa right But then also kind of with dad's side, that he's very quiet and reserved. (laughs) That's me a lot of the time. Like, Yeah. It's like personal things, it's kind of hard for me to open up to. I'm not like as open as my mom is. I like to keep some things to myself or it's hard for me to actually talk about my emotions.
0: I think that we all, to a certain extent, I mean, especially like Eddie and Melissa Mm -hmm. embody that. Like when it comes to like the really important personal stuff. Yeah. We have a hard time opening up, but I think that all of us and Eddie, too, are, like, all open with each other. Yeah. I know that sisters are. are different, and you text a lot more, mm-hmm. you, you know, than, like, us and Eddie, but I think that as far as siblings go, we've always maintained, like, a really good, open communication. communication yeah. Especially once you guys got older, and then we mm-hmm. could, like, text and Yeah, talk on the phone and stuff, so I think it's interesting. Your mom's family's interesting. Well, we should probably... So, um... My stepmom and Emily's moms mm-hmm. is one of 12. Yeah. And how many live here? 11? 10? 10. 10. Yeah. Live here. And then how many of them are women? I don't know how many aunts there are. Half. She's counting.
1: Um, There were seven women.
0: Seven out of 12 yeah. are women. Mm-hmm. And then your grandma. My grandma, yeah. Who's a very strong, assertive mm-hmm. woman as well. And I would say Mama Oya was too. Yeah, I would say yeah. She like she ran that house. Yeah, she did. So and like my grandma on my mom's side too was also strong. So we're I think we're unique in that we've been surrounded by the women, so, so many strong women. Mm-hmm. Like all of my aunts on all sides, and then like the same for you. And then our grand, all of our grandmas, mm-hmm. mine, your mom, and Mama Leia. Yeah.
1: And, like, even with Mama Wea, like, even though she. It was like a more traditional marriage, and, like, the sense right. where, like, Papa Jose would. He could say that he had the final say, but I yeah. think, in general, Mama Wea, like. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes made sure things happened her way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it was traditional in the sense that. Their chores were traditional. Yeah.
1: But she did things because she would say she wanted to do things and she wouldn't do things if she didn't want to.
0: Right. And I still think they had a level of respect for Mm -hmm. their roles within the marriage. And I think that is important because it doesn't like everyone's if we go on the topic of marriage for a second, but (laughs) everyone's marriage, like it has to work for them. Yeah. And so that's what they agreed. Mm -hmm. And that was their partnership. And I do think it was a partnership. Yeah. In that case.
1: I wish I would have known Mama Wea more or spend more yeah. time with her. But from what I remember, she was always very assertive and, like, there was no... If she said no, there's no way you no. could change yeah. her mind. She would, that like, throw it. a fight and was ready to, like...
0: She was so tiny, but so mm-hmm. feisty. Yeah. I mean, and you... It was kind of scary. I was... Both of my... My mom's mom, too, were both... And Mama Wea were very short. Yeah. And very tiny Petite. women. But, like so strong. Mm-hmm. Like, you do not want to be smacked by one of those ladies. <laughs> yeah, no, you <he> did not. <laughs> and then Mama Leia, she, I mean, because we didn't go there a lot. Yeah. But um, she just was, like, our cousins probably have better stories, but she was just so, like, fierce.
1: Yeah. But then she was also so caring, like, she wanted, she always wanted to make sure everyone ate. <laughs> yeah, And, course. like, helping other people and, like... Just welcoming. I remember when she was kind of, didn't really remember who we were. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, she's like, I don't know who you guys are, but you're welcome to stay here as long as you want to.
0: <laughs> and that, if she's to that point where she's not recognizing family, then that's like her truest self. Mm-hmm. Because there's no hiding anything yeah. about you at that point. She's like,
1: I can't believe your parents left you here. But you're <laughs> welcome to stay here. You need to eat. <laughs>
0: and always oh wanting to feed God. us. <laughs> And Dad is just like Papa Jose. Yeah, he is for sure. So now that you what you got a sociology degree, Mm -hmm. what do you think you're gonna do? So you've worked with refugees, you've worked with kids, Mm -hmm. you've worked, you've kind of with animals, like (laughs) all the things you can love.
1: Yeah. Um, I think the more I think about it, I don't know. Um. I really like working directly with people and like in that way seeing how I can help them. But yeah. now I think especially after finishing my degree I want to do more broader things and kind of help people in a sense where it's a long-term sustainable thing, not right. just a short like oh here I'm going to tutor you in English or I'm going to help you with your like um, medical bills cuz you just moved to the US. I want to like actually I think work with uh, do policy work. Oh cool. That's like now that I actually kind of know some of these, like, pop- certain populations that are often yeah. marginalized and, like, left out of the conversation about important issues, I want to, like, kind of advocate for them and do things that work on policies and solutions that are will be
0: long-term mm-hmm. and, like, are actual ben- actually beneficial to them. I read a quote today in um, this book I read, like, every so often. It's called Tribe of Men... Tools of Titans. Um, but... The excerpt was, the guy was saying, if he could tell one thing to his 30-year-old self was that ideas don't mean anything. It's executing the ideas. Yeah. And then he went on to talk about how, like, that's what he would say to college students as they graduate. Like, it's great you have these big ideas. Because I feel like when you do graduate college, do, yeah. yeah, I mean, your their whole future is in front of you. But then it's trying to figure out how to... Actually do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think because I have so many interests and passions that I could, like, I don't want to get carried away from my actual, like, passion. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want, like, one little tiny thing, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm interested in, I don't know, community work, and I see a job that's with a big corporate corporation, they're yeah. like, we do community work. Like, I don't want that to steer me away from my actual goal.
0: Like, the money part The of money it. part of it, yeah. So that's <clears> it. I feel like you are going... I think... We have all thought this for a long time that you are not going to be the breadwinner in the family <laughs> because you're going to lead with your heart. Like wow. you're going to be an activist. Well, that's what I thought for a long time. You'd be an act like yeah. an activist. But I think being a policymaker affects more change for sure.
1: Yeah, I thought I would be doing like sitting down and <laughs> being a hippie and like protesting. <laughs> and protesting
0: <laughs> Which there's nothing wrong with that if you want to do that, but in, or you have to get in at a level that you can actually make change. So yeah, understanding true. policy or even lobbying mm-hmm. or something on a more political scale, I think would benefit you more. Yeah, I agree. I just have to find
1: ways to like actually start doing that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you just need one job to get in the door, yeah. and then it'll be... I, know.
1: I think that's why I'm scared to start applying for jobs, because I don't want to get a job and commit to it, and then feel like I have to stay there. But you don't. I know, but I always, like, I hate quitting things. It sucks, I know. <laughs> and I sucks. hate not committing, and yeah. so, like, I don't want to, like, oh, sorry, I'm leaving after six months, because
0: I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, but if you don't like it, then they probably, like, uh, to some degree... Recognize you're not a fit for that position Mm -hmm. too. like yeah having a job is two-sided. It's like dating Everyone has to fit for each other, you know like you have to be right for that role and they have to be right for you, too and when you quit Man, I'm so bad at quitting like when I quit my job in Virginia Beach because I'd been there three years and nine months I balled my eyes out. Like I to was the like, person
1: you're quitting yes, your manager? I was
0: like dry heating in my boss's office. Oh my I gosh. was crying so hard. And she was like, It's okay <laughs> <laughs> you can quit. And I was giving them a month notice. <laughs> but I think part of that too was because quitting my job was the first step to leaving Virginia altogether. Yeah so that was a big change. Yeah, so it was just like a big weight that I didn't That was made it become real. Yeah. And I didn't realize I had been carrying the stress of, like, that decision and the move. And so it was the first step. And that was just a big deal. But then we were both crying. And then the rest of the office was like, are you guys okay? <laughs> <laughs> but then it was fine. Yeah. Like, it was emotional. And so unless you're at a company for, like, years, mm-hmm. it, what it is, it yeah. is what it is. Like, there, there's no nobody stays at jobs for 30 years anymore true yeah that's just like a way of the past i just want to make enough
1: of a living where i can just support myself for the basics
0: yeah (laughs) you will though it's not that hard to do if you live frugally true yeah you know you just and then you may do that for a while and then come back and like it's not there's not necessarily one linear path I mean look at what I I've gone yeah, everywhere all over the place Eddie too Yeah. and so you'll I feel like that's
1: one of the biggest stressors of college I know like, I think that's why I'm so stressed because like all since I can remember I like go to college figure it out get a job right away and start yeah. working and now I'm like well, wow. <laughs> <That laughs>
0: maybe I'll go to Mexico for a while
1: <laughs> that's not how it happens I think I'm stressing myself out for Over an arbitrary goal. something that I... Like, no one told me to do these things. It's just what I told myself.
0: Right. So, I just, you know... I mean, and it's not like you haven't had jobs. You've had internships. You've had jobs. Yeah. Just I don't want to be without a
1: job for too long. Because I've never, never not had a job for more than, like, a month.
0: Yeah. And so that scares me. (laughs) That is scary to think about. But I also think it's important, especially at this time, to take time for yourself and like really really think about it school's done Mm -hmm. you need to like unplug from that yeah and like I think going to Mexico will be great yeah hopefully that narrows
1: down what my true interests are Mm -hmm. like I have so many I want to really narrow down on what I can actually see myself doing so what are some of your favorite interests or like the top my top I would say um, education working with kids yeah um definitely doing um, immigration and refugee kind of work yeah so education and then with kids it'd be more like sometimes like even like juveniles and like the Mm. juvenile justice system yeah I think that's really fascinating stuff so I think those three
0: areas are my biggest interest there's a woman I cannot remember her name Chelsea Hoke maybe she was in a venture capitalist, like in California, mm-hmm. making so much money and then did some volunteer thing like in the prison system. Mm-hmm. and now she runs a um venture capitalist strictly f- program that support it's like a graduate program for the people incarcerated. yeah, and it's it like the people who are um what's it called when you are in isolation? Um, solitary confinement? So, yeah. For those guys, and for the ones on death, like death row, or yeah. like lifetimers, so they're going to be in there forever, and they actually get approval to like have a little ceremony, and for some of the guys, I heard her on a, um, a podcast, and then she has a book now too, but for some of the guys, like that was the first time they had seen daylight in oh like gosh. 10 years.
1: Wow. That's, to graduate. That's so sad.
0: Yeah, and it is sad, and her whole point is that you know, a lot of the people that are in jail right now are, like, a lot of the long-term sentences Mm -hmm. are just, like, stem from some silly mistake like that guy made when he was 18. And if Mm -hmm. we were ever... If any one of us was judged by the biggest mistake we made, like, in our 20s... Yeah. Oh, my gosh, you know? How could you imagine if that's how they (laughs) introduce you every time? or Like, if you had to write that on every single job application you Mm -hmm. ever filled out, like oh i should have been in jail for this yeah or like so i think that's really powerful work yeah i think our
1: immigration system and our prison Mm just the criminal justice system are two of our biggest (laughs) flaws in this country yeah and even our education system because like that's leads a lot of people especially a lot of young kids into the prison system just because of some laws right because we are so focused on like Punishing them for mistakes instead of, like, trying to help them and correcting their behavior. Actually providing them with the tools they need to, like, I don't know, better them or keep them away from some of these things.
0: Right. Well, and just, like, one basic tool is a constant, like, good education. Yeah. Like, consistent Mm -hmm. across all, which is hard to do. It's not consistent in the fact that, like, every student gets the same education, but just, like, the same access. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what is not happening right now. The same access to funds, the same access to books or supplies. Or or good teachers. Good teachers. I mean, and I feel like um, if you were to get into the justice system or the educational system, people that I know that have gotten into it, Mm -hmm. it just, like, becomes your whole life. Because you see so many problems, and it just is a lifelong battle. Yeah, it is. It's not going to fix itself in one day yeah so you have time to think about that in Mexico um so now what is your plan like your immediate plan for the summer yeah
1: so I'm gonna stay in Chicago for right before it until I leave for Mexico just working where I work now yeah um and then I don't know go to Mexico and like hang out with my family, hang out with you guys, and I think mm-hmm. I want to do a little bit of traveling <laughs> while I'm Around there, Mexico? Around Mexico, but... We'll have to see, like, how safe it is and how comfortable yeah. I feel doing it by myself. If not, just chilling with my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but grandmas have the best advice. Yeah. Or just, and I really think too, if you guys can get outside, like she's going to put you to work probably yeah. and that just, nothing clears your head better than that. Mm-hmm. And I know like my grandma likes to like, she has her
1: daily routines of like cleaning and feeding the chickens in the morning and then she goes and like hangs out with her friends or like go oh, really? visits like friends that are sick or someone she knows that needs something. So I think just going with her, yeah, accompanying her on these trips will be nice.
0: I think you'll learn a lot that way, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One thing you said earlier, um, which we were talking about with the aunt, like, all of our aunts, too, is that it's interesting when you have families so big as ours that, mm-hmm. like, your sisters become your best friends. Like, we are all very yeah. close. And I think as we all, me, you, and Melissa, and Eddie get older, we'll continue to get closer. Yeah. But, like, watching your, um, like, our aunts and your mom's side, they all have just been best friends. Yeah. Like, it's so cool.
1: And, like, they get in fights, but they can't go longer than a day without talking
0: to each yeah. other. Well, and they're kind of like, you're a bitch, let's move on, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> it's not these big, huge...
1: Like, yeah, just realizing that we all they all know each other and they all have flaws, but...
0: When you're with people as often as they yeah. are, that's natural. Mm-hmm. But one thing that and that's been a reoccurring theme lately in the podcasts, in the conference I attended, and that's the importance of friends mm-hmm. and close friendships and honest friendships, like people who are gonna call you on your shit, yeah, but also be there to support you and not like be catty or jealous or yeah. undermine you. So I know in high school you struggled a little bit with close friends, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I did. And but I feel like as soon as mm-hmm. you got to college you made some really good friendships.
1: Like, in high school, I just had, like, a lot of friends that I, like, grew up with, like, in elementary school and middle school, but as, like, we got older, like, we had different interests, and they had their own friend groups. so I never had, like, an actual friend group in high school. Right. And so then going to college, um, the first two friends I made, Katie and Kayla, like, they have been my, like, best friends throughout the entire college, and, like, we all have very different interests and, like, come from really different backgrounds, but... We've all done our own thing in college, but at the end of the day, like, we still always talk and, like, meet up, and those are the people that I've stuck with. And then now, like, I became really close friends with my Vietnam
0: oh, friends. yeah.
1: Like, all of them. Those are the people that I would say I hung out the most this year. hmm And I think we've all gotten so comfortable with each other, and we were, like, in difficult situations in yeah. Vietnam, so we've seen, like, the ugliest side of each other that we're able to, like, really be honest, and yet, at the end of the day, we probably get annoyed with each other, but I think we're able to call each other out on that
0: i think that's important is to go through some like ugly real yeah. life stuff whether it's like you got your purse mm-hmm. snatched i mean that was really scary yeah we just being traveling with someone in general mm-hmm. whether it's like like we're gonna we are in for an adventure yeah. we all traveling to mexico together but <laughs> um poor melissa is just gonna die Yeah, she's probably not going to talk to us. She's not going to speak to us for, like, (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) I know. But I think it is, there's a lot to be said for going through those experiences with somebody else. Yeah,
1: and I would say, like, I'm really thankful for, like, the friendships I've made and, like, maintain all throughout, like, my time at Loyola. Mm -hmm. Like, they have been very solid, strong friends, And they have mostly been with females. Mm -hmm. Like, just a very, like... We're all very supportive of each other yeah. and, like, love each other and, like... But also hold each other accountable. Which and, is like, important. And know that we can all do better and, like... Right. We need to work on ourselves constantly. Do you guys have a group chat? We do, yeah.
0: Isn't that fun?
1: Yeah. Sometimes it's, like, we talk about the most random things. Yeah. We do, too. <laughs> or sometimes, like, people get catty. Not catty, but just, like, things come up. It's, like, oh, we should be talking about this on a group chat. Yeah. Face-to-face. But yeah. Yeah,
0: group chats are so fun, and we I have one from, like, my hometown girls, and then um, one for the Virginia crew, Mm -hmm. and that's just, it's just fun, and sometimes, like, you get off on these tangents. Yeah. Like, when we were waiting for Kate and Ryan's baby to arrive, um, we were all, I mean, we are all just tied to our phones, because we wanted, like, I was getting updates, so I was updating them, and so we were just connected, and then um, Kate was... In labor at this point, and her sister sent me a selfie of her and Kate and Ryan. And so I sent one back, just like thumbs up, smiley yeah. face. And then I sent everything to the group chat. And then the girls in the group chat started sending the same pose I did. And so we were flooding Kate with all of these selfies. And it was really cool.
1: Yeah, it's nice to know like they were, you guys were all there for Kate.
0: Yeah, we were literally and just able to share around. each other and like yeah get updates on that and support. And I think it's important. And I think that that's happening on a larger scale, too. Um, women are trying to support women more. Mm-hmm. Which is good, but we can't forget about the guys, either. Yeah, like, no. They're still important. <laughs> <laughs> they're necessary. You know, they're kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to change. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> they're still necessary. Yeah. And all. And I think you can have good relationships with guys. And I think guys have group chats. Mm-hmm. I know guys have group yeah, chats. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and it's like similar bonding mm-hmm. things you know so I think just keeping those friends because once you get older and you get busier and like you guys are all going to get real jobs it's going to get a lot harder
1: yeah that's what we've talked about like keep we have to like make sure like we keep each other updated and I know mm-hmm. a lot of us are, won't be living in the same city anymore so like actually making time to like yeah. schedule in time to see each other or, like time to FaceTime yep. and like just keeping each other updated on like the little things that we do
0: and that really matters Mm -hmm. a lot when i lived in virginia laura and i would trade voicemails Mm -hmm. our schedules were different just enough so like i'd leave her a voicemail on the way to work and then she'd like i'd listen to hers when i got off Mm -hmm. and so that and that's honestly what we're doing now too because we're both so busy yeah um So I think just, like, finding whatever ways you connect best. Yeah.
1: And then, I mean, there's different types of friends. Like, I have friends that, like, I can go a long time without seeing them. And, like, when we see each other, it's always nice and fun, but they're not my closest friends. Right. And then there's also friends that, like, I talk to every day all the time. And maybe, like, as we get more busy, we won't do that, but just still sharing, like, little things once in a while. Yeah, I think that's
0: good. And then there are friends you just want to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Like, you may not talk at all until you see each other yeah, face to face. True. Yeah, And then it's, like, cool. Wait, it's, yeah. Right where those you are nice. Off. Yeah, those are nice, too. Yeah, that is really nice, too. So what is one thing you're most excited about now that you've graduated? Just starting my
1: life and, like,
0: doing things. I don't know,
1: just actually living my life and not having to do things because, like, for school or because I'm trying to, like... yeah. No homework. No homework. that is really nice. I'm just seeing like what my life turns out to be. It's you know exciting. like doing hobbies or like going doing activities because this is part of my life now. What do you think you're gonna join? I don't know. I've been thinking about that a lot. <laughs> the other day I was thinking maybe I'll join a cooking class because I want to <laughs> le- I know how to cook, but I want to learn how to like chop, chop chop vegetables. I need to do that too. And like how to do different little skills
0: oh Um, that would be fun
1: yeah and I think I still want to do like um tutoring or like join an after-school program and volunteer
0: I think volunteering is really important too I joined a bowling league I cannot join a bowling league (laughs) (laughs) we it was a six-month bowling league that met on Mondays and the only reason we did it was because um, you paid, like, 10 bucks every week. Yeah. But then at the end, you got a travel voucher. And so we were like, okay, there were 8 or 12 of us that did it. We had two teams, and which is cool. You mm-hmm. get to see. You have a weekly event to see your, your friends. friends. Um, and we had two teams, and we would go every Monday in bowl. And the whole plan was to take our travel vouchers and go on this big group trip together and I don't even know where mine went like He never did it. No. No. Oh. None of us even used our <laughs> tickets. Period. Like they all probably got you recycled. He just probably
1: just bowled for fun just to see each yeah. other.
0: Yeah. I don't know
1: what else I would join.
0: It was fun.
1: Maybe like a summer
0: softball league. You but can't play softball. <laughs> Kickball. Kickball. There we go. I think Eddie's going to start a rec league. Really? In Pilsen. Oh, that'd be fun. We've been talking about it.
1: I'm also excited just to read for fun. I haven't oh, really read yeah. for fun since
0: high school. Yeah, you can't do that in college. Yeah, no. you're reading for school. Yeah.
1: Even all like the books I had to read for class that I never didn't really read or just skim yeah. through, I'm excited to read those, because those are interesting.
0: Yeah, I went back and read some good books mm-hmm. after college. Yeah. I mean, what is... One thing you're most scared about?
1: The uncertainty of what my life will actually be like or what job I will have or how long I'll go without having a job.
0: I don't think you'll go very long without having a job. I do think that your life will probably not turn out how you think it will right now. Yeah. I
1: have no idea what I think. Sometimes I think my life will be really fun and glamorous, but then I'm like, no. (laughs)
0: Glamorous? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But then I'm like, that can't happen just because of the things I'm interested exactly. in and the career path I'm interested in, that's probably not gonna happen.
0: I think <laughs> Melissa's gonna have the most glamorous life probably. We don't get to have any yeah, glamour. True.
1: I just wanna travel more, definitely travel more. Yeah. And so I that's think the only could... thing like I really wanna do is make sure I'm traveling.
0: Do you think you would get a job where you travel?
1: I think about that all the time, whether I want to, like, do a job here in the U.S., like, very specific, like, locally based, or if I want to do a more international job. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It'd be great to do a job where I can travel, but then I want to see, like, progress in the work I'm doing. Yeah. And I feel like with an international job, that's just me, like, adding or, like, doing tasks. Yeah. Certain tasks, not really, like, contributing to much. To the community. To the community, yeah. So I think for now it'll probably be more, like, national or local level.
0: Yeah. I do think for that type of work it's important to really be involved in the community so you can understand Mm -hmm. how the community works. Like Chicago, you've lived there, so you have a pretty good idea of
1: it. But I also want to, as much as I love Chicago and I want to work in Chicago, I do want to live somewhere else just for a little bit. Just to experience something new.
0: Another city, state, yeah or country? Both. All of it? All of it. I think that's good. And I think the time to do it is now. Mm-hmm. Because you'll get to an age where you'll want to be back with your family. Like I do. I yeah. Did, you know? And you'll get to a point when you're thinking of having your own family or, you know, parents are getting older, aunts are getting older, every, maybe other family members are having kids. Because mm-hmm. that will happen eventually.
1: Yeah, so I'm hopefully maybe in the next year Ooh.
0: be living somewhere else. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: Maybe start small, just do a different state, and then move, move from there.
0: Oh, my God. What's Dad going to do if you and Melissa move?
1: I don't know. Well, he already knows that I'm probably not
0: going to live here. I think that's really why he's pushing for this Mexico trip. Yeah. Because we're all here right now. When um you moved, so Eddie was in Pilsen. You had left for school, and Melissa was like working and going to school full time. He called me in Virginia, and he was like so sad. And I said, "Dad, what's wrong?" And he's like, "I'm just, I'm just so sad, Randy. It's just me and Bailey." I'm like, what? <laughs> Eddie and Emily are an hour away. You still have your wife, and Melissa still lives there. Yeah, he was so dramatic about
1: it. He just felt lonely
0: yeah and I wonder I mean I'm sure and maybe that's one of the reasons he doesn't talk about when he came over here because it's too hard to think about what an impact that had on mom and papa jose Mm -hmm. just like how hard it was for them
1: to see him leave leave.
0: yeah true
1: because he was the youngest son
0: but what made it about him that was different you know Yeah, I don't know.
1: I think he was always, because he was a baby, he was always more, like, spoiled. Not spoiled, but, like, coddled and, like, protected. Mm. And then I think he didn't really see himself. He wanted, like, more than just what he had in the ranch. Right. He saw a bigger opportunity. He saw a bigger opportunity. And I think that's also why he feels such a responsibility for his family, because he was, like, basically raised and, like, by all of his aunts and, and by his aunts, by all of his sisters and brothers, yeah. that he feels like he had to give them, give back to them oh, in a way.
0: That's interesting, right? So then, Alvia would feel she was the actual. baby. Yeah, she was
1: the actual baby.
0: Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Cause you do feel that way with Melissa. <laughs> Well, I think just if you like, even I'm not the youngest, but just like having a big family that is supportive, you feel like you need to give back. Yeah, or you know, just not mess <clears throat> up. I
1: think not mess up and like make them proud, but also kind of I don't know, find ways to like thank them.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Make them proud.
1: I make them proud, and I just don't want them let them to let them down. Yeah. But, but I don't know how low I would have to exactly. go to
0: let them down. That's a fact. I mean, you don't have to, like, be a CEO. Yeah. Like, not becoming a CEO or having a glamorous life yeah. is not going to let them down. No,
1: because they know that's not what yeah. we're going to do. But I think regardless, they'll be proud. But just, like,
0: I don't know. I honestly think we're so fortunate to come from these families that really, truly just, like, want us to be happy. hmm like, if yeah. you wanted to be a janitor.
1: Yeah, as long as you're happy doing that. Yeah,
0: right, and you can, like, support your family, yeah. they would say
1: okay. I know, I always get, like, annoyed at my mom, like, if only you would have been more strict telling me that I had to do this, I would have less, like, <laughs> <laughs> less, like, interest that I'm like, oh, I can do this and this and this.
0: Yeah, but that's really creative. Because my mom
1: helps. and dad just let me be, like, you can do whatever you want to do right? as long as you're happy and good at it. so we didn't grow up like, you have to be a doctor, you have to be an engineer, you have to do this. They're like, do whatever you want to do. Do
0: you have friends that had parents like that? Mm -hmm,
1: That they're really strict. Like, you have to get like a science degree or blah, blah, blah. I've heard some people being like, yeah, my parents, my grandparents wouldn't pay for my college if I didn't do this or do that. I'm like, well, no, not me. Wow. Yeah, which is sad because then you don't have any like choice in that, and you're maybe that's not what you really want to do.
0: Well, yeah, and then you could be resentful for mm-hmm. the rest of your life. So we just do. Hello? We just get to do whatever we want to <laughs> so- do. <laughs> Okay, sorry about that. Uh, Our mom had to come down. (laughs) Not sure if you heard that. (laughs) We are currently in the basement at my dad's house. (laughs) And we tried to tell them that we were recording a podcast, but uh, I don't really think...
1: They understood what was going on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully you heard that. So we were just talking about the pressures of living up to your... Like, but it's not even living up to your family's expectations. It's, like, living up to your own expectations for your family.
1: Yeah. I think we have certain things that we feel like we have to do in order to make our family proud. But I think overall our family just wants to see us happy and, like, regardless we're better off and we have way more opportunities than they ever had growing up.
0: Right. Just because they're
1: here. It's just the pressures we put on ourselves, I would
0: say. But almost to, like, live up to that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't want to, like, squander it Mm -hmm. or throw it away. Like, that would be... And, you know, because even on my uh, mom's side, they didn't immigrate over here. But, like, you know, for my grandpa to move out of West Virginia to Illinois, like, he described it as, like, clawing his way out of the hills. Yeah. Because it was so hard and so many people get stuck in that environment. So they still had some of that... Like a similar, definitely a very similar, like work ethic and mentality of mm-hmm. just working hard and providing opportunity for your family. So then you feel like you have to live up to all of yeah. that, which can put a lot of pressure on somebody. So, how do you? Well, I guess you're going to take a little mini ba- break.
1: Yeah, I think just for the summer. Yeah. Take a little break <laughs> and just really focus on.
0: Now the dog is here. <laughs> Oh, gosh. (laughs) Bailey. Just focus
1: on myself and, like, figure out what things that truly make me happy and, like, work on. Now that I get to really plan out my life and do things for myself, see what I'm Mm -hmm. interested in.
0: Yeah, and I think that, you know, that's always... Those things are going to change. What makes you happy now or what... um, you know, like influences you now will not be the same in five years or even 10 years. And then when you get 10 years down the road and you look back and you're like, damn, this is not where I thought I was going to be Mm -hmm. at age 30. But that's okay too. Yeah, because there's nothing like we set these arbitrary kind of like bars for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so um, just because you don't hit like a certain mark. I feel like so many people when you're younger are like, I'm going to be married with kids by 28.
1: No, that's what I used to think, but I think definitely now I will still be single at age 30. <laughs> hey, welcome to the club,
0: sister.
1: But um, hopefully in a job that I enjoy and like yeah. doing well for myself.
0: I think that's the best way to put it, just doing well for yourself, mm-hmm. whatever that means for yeah, you. Yeah,
1: whatever, yeah, exactly.
0: And don't compare yourself to everybody else's like highlights either Mm -hmm. you know yeah everyone takes a different path
1: yeah so just doing things that I enjoy doing and doing things because I want to do them not because I feel like I need to right have a certain type of lifestyle
0: right which is an important well and for some people that's what motivates them they want to have a certain type of lifestyle and so that becomes their motivating factor Mm -hmm. but I think you are more intrinsically motivated by like helping others and there are different things that motivate you. Yeah.
1: I think being happy for myself. And I don't want to be like stuck feeling like I'm stuck. Yeah. Like I wanna like constantly be doing things to like improve myself and yeah, working whatever I do I never want it to be like whenever career I do, I never want it to have like a negative impact on someone or a certain community or like harming others instead of actually doing good.
0: I think that's good. And then when you say negative impact on somebody, that could also mean your family, too. Yeah. If you're working crazy days mm-hmm. and long, you know, shifts. So I think it's important to keep those things in mind. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up now that we the dog is here <laughs> and the whole family is <laughs> here. So I think I really, I, we are so proud of you. Thank you. You did it. <laughs> And I really hope that you just take the time in Mexico to unplug. Yeah, hopefully and it'll be good, yeah. Place. I'm excited
1: to see what happens from now on. Yes. I right, well, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me.